<clears throat> been a few days been a few days yesterday was some sort of holiday and then before that you had a weekend actually i was living life yesterday hmm. vin doesn't even know this i was in the sand i was in the water vin doesn't even know this he thinks he knows about the beaches around here he doesn't know thinks he's been to every beach around here he doesn't know he's been to this one I don't think so. It's the main one. I think he avoided it somehow. Mm. You ever been to a little beach called Wasaga Beach? Uh. That's the longest freshwater beach in the world. It's a cop-out. That's not a cop-out. Yeah. That was lively yesterday. It was yeah. like COVID never happened. There was 5,000 people over there. I'm telling you what. Should have gone to Sandbanks. Can you stop with your sandbanks, love? Right. Local Beach Talk. It's the new podcast. Vin knows everything about it. Yeah. Actually, we had a blast. The water was not as cold as I expected. There was some physical distancing. Not a lot of masking. Um, I got the shot in the arm recently. <laughs> Will got the shot in the arm recently. So, Anyway, that's a sidetrack. That was yesterday. What a time to be alive. The sun is out in Canada. Mm -hmm. Some people thought it wasn't like that, but it does happen from time to time. But today we're going to talk a little bit. We got it. Well, actually, we got a lot to cover. In fact, I'm going to set up a little bit of a teaser right now. Mr. Willie Do has he, he not only brought back the wild card round today, but he he brought back a double wild card round. I was like, take it easy, man. You let the the people didn't have any wild card round for ages, and then you come with the double. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a long time coming. So you got all I have to say. So it was a big thing you got planned for later in the show. Don't downplay it, Will. Yeah. All right. So first up, I want to talk about this right over here, sitting on my right hand side. It is the new iPad Pro. And for some reason, Will didn't open that link. I'm not sure why. Oh. It was the first link in there. Either way, it is on Mac Rumors that I'm reading this story. Apple says the iPad Pro's XDR display is designed to minimize blooming, but some users still notice the effect. First of all, have you ever heard of this, this uh, effect, this blooming effect prior to this article? Mm-hmm. There's like a strange glow around like high contrast objects. So they decided against, we don't have OLED tech, but they wanted to obviously have something similar to it because it creates such pleasing images and such an amazing contrast between dark areas within the display and bright areas within the display. So they went for this... Uh, mini led situation right is it mini or micro mini led situation funny i may have accidentally said micro in the video we just filmed either way mini led so many more dimming zones in order to avoid the situation that people are complaining about right now where you can turn off 
the lighting in a certain section of the display so that you can have this intense contrast similar to what OLED is capable of creating without whatever some of the downsides that's the whole argument for mini led yet i have personally i haven't seen a mini led display yet that has, has effectively created the oled experience and now i have personally finally got my hands on the new m1 ipad 12.9 i even have the flashy white case for it mm. i don't even know this video should be coming out very shortly on unbox therapy but uh i immediately because i saw this story popping up about users complaining about uh, this blooming effect, I immediately tried to recreate it myself, and it seems most evident when you have a dark background and then bright items. So it would be similar to a dark movie with a bright character. Certainly, if you're trying to read bright text on a dark background, you see this effect. It looks like a halo, a glow around the object that is, of course, not intended to be there. And so you read through, and they say that they worked to try to eliminate this, but you see some tweets from users. Here's one from Josh Teeter. He says, after spending 24 hours, I can safely say mini LED is not the display tech Apple is going to keep for the iPad long term. OLED is far superior with picture quality. This is definitely an improvement. Don't get me wrong, but it's not OLED level good. So if you look at the Apple logo on the left hand side, you can see that blooming effect taking place. And, of course, if you look to the right-hand side, it's kind of hard because it's a small image, but he's watching a movie or a play there. And around each human in the image, you can see this glow effect, like they're all glowing. And it, and and it's against a dark backdrop. So it's going to have to be the right circumstance to spot this. And you're going to have to have the lights out. But even if you look up along the logos in the top there where you see the uh, airplay buttons and things, you can see that grayish tone underneath them. And many people can be familiar with this. If you've had LED tech in the past, it's been the thing you're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. And so makers have shrunk down the individual LEDs and increased the number of dimming zones in an attempt to avoid this. But as you can see, it is still there on this new iPad. Apple wasn't able to completely get rid of it. And it's going to offend some people more than others. But there are many now piling up saying they're going to wait for OLED to make its way. I will say, having used... The previous generation of iPad Pro and the one before that, it's a nice-looking display outside of this particular effect. It, it does look like an improvement in, in a, pretty much every other direction. But whether that's going to be worth it to people, whether people prepare for that trade-off is up to the individual. But I'll tell you, just like these individuals say, it ain't OLED. Hmm. So is it like a cheaper option? Is that why? Like mini LEDs? Uh, I think it has, and it also is lacking some of the potential downsides. You know, people with OLED, they got they got worried about burning and things like this. Mm -hmm. And manufacturers like on the Windows side were having to work on different image shifting technology to, and not necessarily burning, but image retention, things like this. On a TV, it's a little different because you don't have static imagery in the same way that you do on a PC. So there's some people even scared of OLED on laptops, let's say. You know, so you've seen more laptop manufacturers embrace OLED tech. Mm -hmm. But they're continuing to improve the technology and find ways around some of those shortcomings. I know Yield as well when it comes to 
uh, OLED manufacturing is difficult and therefore typically comes with a cost associated. But there's a thinking that Apple will figure out the OLED thing. It's just going to take a couple more generations, maybe even next year. We don't, I mean, nobody knows, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, here's another follow-up from that same user. After spending a few more days with the screen and watching a lot more content, I haven't noticed much blooming with TV shows or movies. It's noticeable to me with small white UI elements on black backgrounds. Still an upgrade over LCD. But the one thing to mention as far as Apple is concerned is that there's often uh, an emphasis on like accuracy and things like this. I mean, Vin, you recall you were you were using an iPad and what was that? The iPad Pro 11 or 12.9? The one you were goofing around with, you were trying to get I had the eleven. You were trying to get mm. accurate colors on it. Well, just in color grading industry, they the uh, on the uh, production side, they'll usually usually uh, reference iPads because they're so commonly used for content um, consumption. Yeah, so I mean, they'll they'll even do specific grades just for iPads. But I mean, in this case. When you're color grading, you can, uh, well, they'll put glow on certain things. So I don't know, like in the in the scene you're referencing, like if you have a glow on characters, then does it get enhanced further? Oh yeah, big time. I mean, this what you're seeing here is everyone's just godlike. Yeah, it's, this is strictly a a hardware effect, and it's a really terrible circumstance for this technology. To have these, essentially, and this is a play, Hamilton, you have the spotlights on people, and they're up against pitch black sections. So it's really the worst case scenario. But I'm going to have to watch some more movies on it, see if it's really a big deal or not. But uh, it probably is a stopgap technology, because you don't see this with OLED, obviously. OLED doesn't have to worry about these little local dimming zones and things like this. Mm. Totally different tech. All right, next up we have... uh, some new Samsung advertisements mocking the iPhone 12 Pro camera. Hmm. So I guess Samsung hasn't taken shots at Apple in a while. They were just like, they checked their calendar. They're like, oh, we didn't take time. We got to take some shots at Apple. We normally do that. We haven't done that in a while. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they did here. The first one, they're short clips. It's 15 seconds, so you can play it. We can get Vin's reaction. Is there music? That sounded like music. I would think you're going to have to mute that. I don't think you played enough of it for it to be a problem yet. So here we go. This is the commercial. Close enough? Oh, if you had the S21 Ultra, you would see the whole moon upgrade to epic zoom. All right, pause that. What do you think, Vin? Uh, All right, that's Vin's reaction. He doesn't need to take a picture of the moon. I, I like stuff a little more edgy. This doesn't really... Easy. Well, it's a family show here, man. Uh, so what I'll say about that one, they keep showing off the moon thing. How many times are you going to take a picture of the moon? <laughs> the moon is cool, but... <laughs> you going to do a daily moon update? How many moon shots? Like, they've done the... They've used the moon scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe it's just more of a technical prowess thing. Like... It's it's a it's an easy thing that everyone in the world can see with their own eyes every night. It's also very safe for the most part. Yeah, 
and and oh yeah okay so that one's technically better mm-hmm. their their 100x zoom anyway go play the next one i think uh vin's gonna like this one more because it involves food <laughs> and he's usually hungry your new your phone upgrade shouldn't be a downgrade here we go keep zooming here we go oh pin sharp details on the grilled cheese sandwich man it's it's so fast you can't even analyze yeah i know go ahead and analyze I mean, it's obvious. You got more zoom. You got more detail. Uh, what? <laughs> well, Passable. No, I'm. I'm. The camera's good, but it doesn't appeal to me. The this <laughs> angle of advertising. Oh, the taking shots at other companies. No, I like a good shot, but the in this way it doesn't really. Interesting. Um, All right. Well, no, I don't. I don't use the camera that often, so. Yeah, those stinking cameras. Why do they keep putting them on there? Vin doesn't use them. Wasn't there a, a, another somewhat recent ad from a phone company that was better than that? You want something real funny? No, wasn't I don't there know. a Xiaomi one? Did Xiaomi screw up? What happened? I don't remember. Bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we're sidetracking. Yes. It was... I. I I, I came across it the other day. It was uh Wow, Vin's taking over the show right no, now. No, it was it was Xiaomi. Uh they put out an ad after the Bill and Melinda split. Oh, on social media. That was uh, just on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we may have talked about it on the show. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, that was oh, you're saying this is the type of edge you're looking for. I mean for. it's I don't think you're gonna the, find it. They deleted it. Yeah. They deleted know, it. They? You would have to find a news story that screenshotted it. Um, I can't remember the gist of it. It was like, oh, there it is. Don't worry, we didn't leave. Yeah, you can click there. That's fine. Notebook check. Cringeworthy. <laughs> Xiaomi blows the cringometer by sending awkward tweet from an iPhone. Did you know that it was also from an iPhone? It was tweeted from an iPhone. <laughs> You're getting way too much enjoyment out of this. <laughs> While breaking up with your billionaire partner might not be the smartest of choices, our Mi 11 fully charges in 45 minutes using 55-wired turbocharging, meaning you are always ready to leave. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a bit strange. A and it has Melinda on the, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Badly photoshopped, too. <laughs> well. The perspective. Well, you're not supposed to examine the photoshop, all right? Oh, okay. How dare I? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Do you think somebody got fired for this? <laughs> now that Vince brought it up on the show, I hope not. Maybe get a second chance on that one. Yeah. Get a, get a mulligan, that's what they say in golf. Yeah. Give this person that posted this a mulligan. They're not going to tweet from the iPhone. Uh... You know, it's a lot of people, a lot of different teams work on these social media accounts. And uh, sometimes you're going to, sometimes you're going to, you're going to miss. So, but you didn't miss as far as Vin's concerned. As far as Vin's concerned, Xiaomi went right up the list. He loves it. Yeah. He wants more of this. Yeah. So. Bad marketing. If he he gets bad marketing, he may buy your product. Yeah. It might be a Xiaomi for Vin. He doesn't care if the camera zooms. He doesn't care if it has a camera. He needs bad just, marketing. <laughs> just more tweets like this. That's all he needs. Uh, so anyway, uh, getting back to the original 
Samsung is just trying to differentiate. They're trying to say, this is a thing that we have that we're proud of, 100X Zoom. And they're reminding people, hey, maybe you want to Zoom. Check us out if you do. Here's another one the, that somehow we haven't talked about yet, the new Google Pixel. Um, or it's, it's, not the, it's not the actual Google Pixel. It's a design leak of the Pixel 6, the next Pixel. There's been a couple of these floating around. Their renders, obviously, but it is a, I guess it's a somewhat distinctive design as far as smartphones are concerned. Got a nod from Vin, got a nod from Will. It has a little bit of color on it. And rather than having your uh, typical camera running up, running up and down in a vertical orientation on the side, instead you have this horizontal strip in like black. A, like a visor. Kind of like a visor, yeah, looking, looking sort of like Cyclops. I wonder how the case fits on this one. It's going to be interesting to try to design or to figure out how that goes. The front of the device has a not the most aggressive screen to body ratio. It looks like a flat display. In the center, it has a tiny little hole punch punch hole uh, symmetrically placed. What do you think about this design? Is it doing it for you? Is it ugly? Is it brilliant? What do you guys think? Then. Mm, I like it. Interesting. I think I do too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Maybe they could have fun with the colors up top here. Right. Like an accent color. Um, Trying to figure out why I like it. It feels futuristic because it is a departure, but also maybe because the camera units themselves aren't bulging out. They're, they're, they're all embedded in this particular design. Like each, we're so used to each individual. It's symmetry, I think, section. too. There, oh, there's a lot some of symmetry, symmetry going, going on. on. Mm, very minor branding, just the little G in the center. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we have for rumors around this? There might be a pro model, possibly a couple different sizes. It is going to be a bump, a bump, a hump. Uh, but it's obviously flatter than a lot of the other designs that are out there. And, oh, here's the other key factor. It's a lot more camera units than we've typically seen in Pixel devices. Pixel devices have been a little bit stingy on the number of camera units they're going to give you where they would be implying that they can do it all in software on one camera module. This could be a triple camera setup. Mm. Now, it's funny... You got a question here on Android Authority if it's too generic. I don't think it's generic at all, actually. I think it might be the opposite. Uh, maybe the shapes are generic shapes, but as far as designs go, what, what's out there to choose from, uh, there's not a lot that looks exactly like this. Yeah. You've been a Pixel guy in the past, Will. Mm -hmm. Are you going to go back to the Pixel at some point? Yeah, I think this is refreshing. You're going to that phone? Sure. Look at you. If it's this one. Why not? I mean, there's no phone out there that makes Otis look as good as the Pixel. No, the Pixel very natural. The Pixel making Otis look like he belongs on one of those dog shows. You know, when they march around, Vin's a big fan of that. Are you? When you go to the uh, Westminster, you go to the Westminster. Uh, if you had to took Otis, you would have take the cake. You win the whole thing. He's very athletic. Yeah. He no, he doesn't have to be athletic though. Well, don't they have to do an obstacle? It's course? not much. 
It's not one of those agility ones. This is oh. Westminster. They just, you put on the outfit, you got the short leash <laughs> and you will, you prance like this as you run around with him. Uh, and gotcha. then and then the judge comes over, he stands up straight and the judge kind of grabs the tail a little bit, looks at him, looks at him, then goes to the next one. Yeah. And he would have to enter well into whatever breed it was. And then the ultimate prize goes to the best in show amongst all the different breeds. And it's all about, how good of a representation that dog is of the entire breed. Mm. Uh, you can watch, what's a good one? What was the one on Netflix, Vin? Oh. For him to watch. It's quick if you want to just like learn about this thing. That was the whole premise of the show. No, no, no. Quick. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Because they did the restaurant. They did, uh, I don't know. Was it called like seven minutes or? Yeah, yeah, something like that. 45 oh, yeah. minutes or something. Yeah. It's a Netflix show. And they look at different events, like the opening of a restaurant in, in, in this one, which was probably the best episode. Yeah. It was the moments leading up to the Westminster dog show. And so they break it down. It's, it's not a long show for you to watch, about 45 minutes. And you'll know everything there is to know about this, this show. It dates back. Mm. Long, long, long time, man. This dates back. People have been participating in this thing. To try to have the try to win the prize. I mean, you got those crazy, you got all these crazy poodles. One of the wildest dogs in that was the Afghan. You seen that dog before, Will? I think so. I believe so. That's a that dog, the routine. Are to, they big dogs? It's pretty big, but the routine to groom that dog, every it's shampooing, it's hair dryers, it's like a human, it's like a human hair treatment. To manage, look at the flow. Look at the flow on the one there with the glamour lighting. Uh, no, no, no. You gotta go down. Go down. Go down. Right. Go down in the left. To the left. Look at look at the hair. That's got better hair. <laughs> this could do a Pantene Pro V commercial right here. Yeah, I would like to see the. <laughs> look at the silky the production hair of this. Yeah, look at this one. Comb the, over. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, Click that one, Will. Right there. No up, up, up. Oh, this one? No, there you go, man. <laughs> they got human hairstyles. They got better hair. It's unbelievable, this stuff. But anyway, in that show, one of the ones competing was this breed and the actual routine of the grooming. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. To maintain yeah, that hair like that. That's a lot. So you ain't seen nothing. You give uh, Otis a little brush. You don't have that going on. No. No, I mean this is a this is a whole day thing, right? Oh, and you would probably do it yourself, or would you if you own this dog? Well, if you own this dog, you gotta be down for the commitment. It's not gonna be feasible to have it at the groomer's every couple of days or whatever. You gotta be it's part of the deal, man. Would it be offensive to shave it? Ooh, wow! Oh. You just got you just got canceled. You just got enemies in the Afghan community. Afghan hound community. No, their their hair goes with them, eh? Yeah. yeah. All right, well. Oh, you just added another one to the A count. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Should we give the guy a shout out that did that thing, by the way? Vin, this is going to blow your mind. There's a guy who I guess Kirk found on Reddit who took all the Lou Later episodes and created a search engine for any term that's ever been said on the show. You can search it. And 
if you want to find will moments, all you have well, to do is type A, E-H. Well, what's the site? I, for, I totally forgot. I don't know. Kirk might have to yell it from down there. Yeah. We were having a blast with it. Yeah, you can look up any term we've ever said. I've seen... What's it called, Kirk? Go later. Go later. Oh, okay, club. There you go. go. Apologies for the delay on that. Okay, you can search search eh. So this is I never say that word. Will says it. I almost said it right there. Will says it all the time. His car thing. Oh. Dude. The video and the video is a little bit goofy. Ah. Uh, I think because it's all uh, muted. Why is it all muted? It's missing the first. It's missing the A. At the thing, eh? That's the actual name. Is car thing. Oh, Play the nice one. You like this one, eh? <laughs> I watched the video, and the video is a little bit goofy. Just Broncos, eh? <laughs> the Bronco <laughs> has apparently been a big. Wow, you can just turn that off, eh? Yeah, you just hit the off button on it. <laughs> that I mean. Yeah, no kidding, eh? <laughs> that was a quiet one. <laughs> Check. Now you can, if you Brady. want to find Vin, you can put. put no, uh, what's it? What do you normally say? Nothing. Yeah, you have Subway, obviously. Uh, you have. We can find you there. You have chicken, I think. Rotisserie chicken. You have. I've seen. I don't know if I can spell that. But. What did you spell? Anyway, your, your grunt. <laughs> so, oh, him, his, grunt. his grunt. Yeah. So, if you go to golater.club, you can, there's a search box, and, and we got to give a shout out to the individual who made it. It's just a fan of the show. He has a GitHub. He has a GitHub. Cheskel Twerksky. Twerksky. Not shout twerk. Cheskel Twerksky. Yes. Shout out. And so he put this together. You can search any term that's ever been said. There's some that are a lot. Like if you type will. That's been said, I don't know, 400 times or maybe more. 4,000 times. And Elon, you could type Elon, you could type the word Apple. You can see exactly what gets covered on the show by volume. And every single clip will start with the word that you're searching for. That's wild. That's a good time. pretty cool, man. Yeah. So shout out to him. All right, next story, Anchor, uh, who, of course, is a partner on Unbox Therapy, always uh, providing really cool little gadgets for us including uh i mean some of the uh, some of the best most efficient chargers that are out there and somehow they're somehow able to pack in tremendous wattage into smaller packages than uh, what the manufacturer often provides so they're now embracing gan to technology so that brings things even smaller look at so that's a 30 watt this is the anchor nano 2 series a 30 watt a 45 watt and a 65 watt and they're tiny hmm. like we're talking laptop charge capabilities here in something that's the size of many phone chargers that that are like i don't know 15 20 watts comparatively so what they were able to do here is shrink um the 30 watt model was able to shrink 59 percent 59 percent more compact than their original 30 watt um it's three times faster than the five watt charger that apple previously shipped with iphones 
supports Samsung super fast. They will full speed charge a MacBook Air. And uh, of course, all the, all the iPads, it's enough wattage for that. If you go up to the 45 watt they just put out, it's 34% smaller than their original 45 watt. But the coolest one for me is the 65 watt, which is 58% smaller than its previous 61 watt. And so that'll charge even more laptops, including the 13-inch MacBook Pro, the one that you've been using. Hmm. Uh, and it has the fold-up power prongs as well. So it's super pocketable, all thanks to GAN2 technology. It's kind of funny. They had a launch event as if they had launched like a smartphone or something. Oh, wow. like, but it, wait, it's just a charger. What are you really going to say? But they move chargers, man. They move units. Anchor is the game. Go to Amazon. Look at the volume that they that they put out there. It's, uh, you know, they're doing things. There's no mm -hmm. doubt about it. I don't have to tell you. And they're going to continue their lead here with these new products as well. Here's one that Vin's going to like. Cryptocurrency investors plead with Elon Musk to stop tweeting. Just stop tweeting. Yo, yeah, those investors are losing money. We're not a talking. We're, we're, we're not going to have a conversation anymore. Just stop tweeting. <laughs> you know, when they're telling you to stop, you might be you might be tickling the funny bone. Yeah. They're telling you to stop. But anyway, uh, obviously the prices have been super volatile in crypto. And people are curious what the future looks like. What is all this doge talk? What are you going to do? And so you have some experts, investors, rich people, etc. Here we go. Do not pay attention to Elon Musk's comments about anything in crypto, at least over the longer term. That's William Quigley. I don't know if he sounds like that, but he's the managing director of Magnetic, a cryptocurrency investing firm. He did an interview with CNN Business. Tesla, until very recently, was going to accept Bitcoin as a payment. That alone told me he didn't really understand how to think about Bitcoin. Continuing. Wow. He explained that Bitcoin has a good store value and was very good at large cross-border payments, but not a substitute for normal transaction methods. You and I talked about this on the show, I think, how, how uh, Bitcoin for a car is much more complicated than it seems from an accounting perspective and payment perspective and mm -hmm. uh, speed. Vo speed, volatility, blah, 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 just complex and there's other other cryptos that even as of right now are probably better suited for it but it is that kind of household name crypto so the biggest uh as far as adoption is concerned you start with awareness and most people know that name brand mm. you know you put the in the old days they would have on the convenience store they would just put a coca-cola sign they mm. didn't put the name in a convenience store nobody cared why would you do that? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen this before. The retro convenience store, they just put Coca-Cola banner. Yeah. And Coca-Cola, I think in many cases, would subsidize certain aspects. I don't know what they would do, what kind of a business deal they work out. But they got what you need. Yeah. And so those name brands are recognizable brands in the crypto space happens to be Bitcoin. It means even got its own little emoji, little on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's an emoji, whatever. And so here we have a, a tweet uh, obviously, when when Elon came back and said Tesla has diamond hands, and we talked about it on this show, I didn't follow up on a lot of the replies, but here's one from <laughs> Timothy S. Kim. You're the most hated person in the world right now. 
all of my friends, myself included, went from diehard Elon, Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink fans to hating you from deep within our souls. How you accomplished that in such a short amount of time is one for the history books. Wow. When you wipe some value off the table or people perceive that you've done so, when you mess with people's wallets, Willie do, mm. I guess it has a sting to it, I guess. And uh, there's definitely, that feels like a sting, like somebody got stung there. Timothy, I, I mean, or he's having fun, I don't know. Right. What do you think about Timothy? Um, I'm sure he's a great guy. You don't know that. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Why are you assuming? Um, I, I think this is actually good for crypto, no? Because this is like a, a test for if something, you know, does happen in the future, it well, might not be ready I'll for it. just say something. If, and I don't believe you can attribute everything that happened to Elon, but, and, and Vitalik from Ethereum was kind of talking about this a little bit, but like the, the, power or the in one of the important aspects if not the most important aspect of crypto is the decentralization of it that no one individual or small group of people can can drastically impact what's going on with it whether it's a small uh, mining or a, a mining operation that grows to a particular scale that it can have uh, um implications for the network as a whole sure or, technically speaking. or any one individual yeah. owning too much of a particular like yeah but and then you have whales then you have elon but what i'm trying to say is is if you have if you attribute everything that's gone on to this one individual which i don't but if you were to do that like this tweet seems to imply mm -hmm. then he represents a kind of centralization sure yeah which is if i can swing the market if i can wield power over the market really easily by typing a few characters, I can be become a central point or a powerful point within the conversation. But long-term, you're probably right. Uh, long-term, people are just gonna be like, oh, he's just tweeting, whatever. Hmm. Long-term, there will be a desensitivity to what's going on. You just be like, right. well, that's what he does and, and, uh, and whatnot. But people obviously were very upset for a period of time, maybe still are, I know, Crypto has rebounded a little bit. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, people, uh, crypto types are going to be, can continue tweeting about why you shouldn't listen to Elon Musk. So, however, he seems to really listen to critique and criticism. I mean, that's the way it appears to me following him on social media. So if you head to the next story, it says he's continuing conversations with crypto developers. Originally, it was with, Dogecoin developers, but here he brings Bitcoin back up saying he talked to North American Bitcoin miners, suggesting that they had a discussion around environmental sustainability, uh, environmental impact. What the hell? What is the word? Remind me, uh, energy efficiency. Sure. And that had a, a small positive impact on the price of Bitcoin, but it was verified by uh, MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor. He followed up Musk's tweet saying he had hosted a meeting between the Tesla CEO and some Bitcoin miners that led to the formation of the Bitcoin Mining Council, which will promote sustainability. But here's the thing. Bitcoin mining is not a U.S. exclusive 
and I don't know how many groups they have from different regions that are going to be a part of this uh, council, but it's going to be tough to control what every different party is doing. You may mm -hmm. have the most uh, the most environmentally friendly type of mining happening in one region, and then somewhere else you have an operation that's 100x the size that ain't doing things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a squirrely one, but... Just him saying that, oh, I'm still chatting about it, is uh, fuel for some of these people. Mm -hmm. I, I think you have to keep your decisions about and thoughts about all of this totally separate from him. You can't hinge anything uh, on him with any of this. You sound like Timothy S. Kim right now. <clears throat> Good guy, I heard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, well, it's, be, but that goes for anything. Wasn't right? wasn't who wasn't there a huge like what didn't because the whole thing was whether or not buying the dip wasn't there a huge quantity that did move during that period? Oh, here you want to go deep? Vin wants to go. Well, deep no, um, well, and then but that's a this of, is going on, and then wasn't it yesterday? It was something Goldman Sachs there viewing it as a as a, a the heck of a point you made there man <laughs> yes of course there's imagine a, this okay hypothetical okay all right let's do it everyone knows lebron has a contract with nike lebron yeah yeah everyone knows lebron has a contract with nike what if one day lebron tweeted out everyone stop buying nike shoes randomly well, that would be an infringement on his contract. Well, it would be, but the the thing holding all of that together is the contract. There's no contract here. He can do whatever he wants, and he's representing essentially a brand without a contract. That's what people are are believing in a sense. Yeah, but his, but his thing is more it's more um, vague. It's more open ended in the sense that it's not just like when when he what whatever criticism took place around energy efficiency relating to Bitcoin, dipped the whole crypto market, not just the one brand. It would be like LeBron saying, don't buy Nike, and then everyone stopped. Everyone was trying to sell, sell their sneakers. Like, it's more a general enthusiasm around crypto that somehow seems to be connected to him or his fan base or whatever it is he represents, technology, the future, etc. <laughs> People, people have drawn these associations, whether he likes it or not. He has become the face of the future to many, whether it's space, electric cars, crypto fits into that category. And actually, Timothy S. Kim's tweet is the perfect identifier of how people perceive him. Like, all of my friends, myself included, and this is a crypto guy with a check mark and laser beam eyes. So he's the guy that is all in on crypto. You're the most hated person in the world right now. All my friends, myself included, went from diehard Elon Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink. You see that list? It's like crypto goes there naturally. Well, yeah, now you boycott everything Elon. Well, if, that, that, if that's the, from, from his Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah. That's what he's saying. I'd love to see a survey or poll on... Approval how, rating. Yeah, an Elon approval rating. <laughs> That would be very interesting, but that typically only happens in politics. Anyway, so they had a, they had a little chat 
Bitcoin miners and Elon, whatever that means to you. Uh, I don't think it's all that significant myself, but conversation continues to happen as far as figuring out energy in an energy efficient way of mining crypto. Netflix is considering its own gaming service. Netflix gets into gaming potentially. Uh, they are currently looking for a gaming executive. Maybe to compete with the likes of Apple Arcade and Google Stadia, the idea of streaming games. Now, Vin, you know the game we've been playing uh, around the campfire there? The uh, <laughs> What's the game? Spy? Spyfall. Yeah. We've been playing that game just outdoors where it's super wholesome. There's the fires there, and you get this game on your phone, and it's basically like Among Us or something. Did we talk about this before? Yes. Anyway, so... I was thinking, when you think of games, you're always thinking of GTA or Call of Duty or maybe maybe a sports game or something. But really games, particularly in a group, sometimes just the concept has to be interesting. It doesn't have to be the highest graphics performance. There was another one on PlayStation we, we played, which was similar, a puzzle type of game. What was that? Uh, it was like a family multiplayer but it was using the playstation uh multiplayer that you can connect to your phone yeah i forget what the name of the game but any, anyway the point i'm trying to get at so it was kind of it's these are games that are like mystery based sort of trivia based things like this that you could play in a group and it's a type of interactive entertainment, which is gaming, but it's almost kind of like watching a movie too. Anyway, uh, I, I mean, I'm just speculating right now things they could do because they got kind of close with the choose your own adventure type of content. They did, and I didn't watch this, but I had heard about it, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Did either of you watch any of that? Uh-huh. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, so what? how did they approach it there? Yeah, it was just like a choose your own adventure. And uh, there would be certain scenes that play out if you choose a certain option. But I remember that some of the options were time sensitive. Wow. Yeah. So but, they would um, they would expire. Yeah, you would have like a countdown. It would slowly go down, like in the middle or Whoa. something. And you have to choose uh, an outcome real quick. Yeah, so so what, what was your takeaway from the experience? Were you like, ah, or were you like, hmm? Mm. I didn't like it that much, but I, I can see the concept going somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was taking it a step further anyways and suggesting that it becomes an actual game with content as the backbone for the game. Maybe with your phone interacting, you know, you have Netflix, you have a Netflix app already on your TV and on your phone. If mm -hmm. these things can quickly talk to each other and anybody with a Netflix account is now a character in whatever this mystery thing is, it could be interesting. But they might just say go all out and be like, look, smart TVs and all the variety of devices that are running Netflix, all those various boxes and things. What if you just connect a controller? What if we have a Netflix controller? Or what if we enable some sort of interoperability between Xbox and PlayStation controllers, which Apple talked about recently? Mm -hmm. And then we just run streaming games the same way everyone else is doing it, like Stadia. Mm-hmm. And make it subscription-based because we already have people subscribing for the other content. Huh. 
Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, I guess they're going to have exclusives. There's no word of that right now. This is all speculation. They are currently looking to hire a high-profile gaming executive, meaning they're at the early stages here of mm. figuring this one out. But I suppose the interesting part for me is just where they're positioned as a subscription platform. Very dominant, uh, huge footprint, tons of adoption. If all of a sudden there's just a game section, right? You might like, you you uh, might give it a shot, like in a way that you don't have to sign up for a Stadia, you don't have to sign up for an Apple Arcade, like you already have the subscription. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's uh, there's exclusive games to go with their exclusive shows or movies. There you go. You know that would be an easy one. Trivia. For, yeah. for their titles so you yeah. could play with your friends how big of a fan are you actually with like really deep questions and things that's basic that's a there's really there's really like easy ones to do and then there's harder more ambitious projects but i guess that's what they do with content anyways mm -hmm. some of their projects is just like a small documentary or they license something and then other projects they pour a bunch of resources into and so if they treat gaming like that it could be a lot of different options in there mm -hmm. if they do it Vin wants to say something though. He he was raising his hand for a second there. The one of my fantasies easy. Is a, well, incorporating decision making into very solid uh, Netflix content. Yes, but from a viewer's perspective, I I can't. Remember some someone tried to do it. Um, you you got to make certain decisions throughout watching that would lead to different outcomes. I forget. Yeah, that was Bandersnatch. What we were talking about. You could no. There was something else too. I don't know if it was if they. I think they had their own platform for it. I don't know if they put it through Netflix, but I think they were decent. Like there were. I think there were known actors in it. Was it a show e, e, or a movie? Uh, I think, mm, I don't know. You know that the Choose but, Your Own Adventure group behind the original books actually sued Netflix, if I recall correctly. They were not super happy about, oh, I've seen You versus Wild as well. That's a sort of a survivor version of it. You get to choose which path he takes. Like, does he hide out in the cave or does he try to go over the bridge? <laughs> does he die in any of these? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can he screw <laughs> Yeah, you can screw it up. You can screw it up. Oh, boy. He doesn't, I don't know if he dies. He falls. In hilarious fashion. You can screw it up. They don't, it's not really that funny. It's like, you, oh. it's like you screwed up, man. Oh, it's you try, Yeah, you, you want to try that again? It's because you don't survive right now. Yeah. No, I think I think there's an I think there's definitely an opportunity there. It could be really interesting to see. Or even through uh, Steam, there were some really good uh, independent games. Entirely on that, you're an interrogator. There's been a murder. Oh, yeah. You're investigating. Sure, the, but the, but that's a game though. Yeah, but right? it's they're using no, no, it no. was a director behind it. Real video clips. Oh. Uh, every, yeah. yeah, some games are not even games. Like you don't interact with. The character you don't move the character but you influence their choice so it's like cutscene after cutscene after cutscene kind of wow. like a movie okay and they're good me and dad uh, finished it in the night it was intense what was it okay so anyway there's many ways for netflix to play this but netflix has had a lot of success with 
the like murder mystery type genre. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of people on there from uh, Making a Murderer and I don't know if there's probably other ones. I haven't watched a lot of Netflix recently, but they, that genre has a following on Netflix. So if they find games that are sort of in that same realm, I think uh, I think they could have some success. Be interesting to see what they do. All right, sticking with gaming for a second. Microsoft has found a new use for the Surface Duo, which you remember when it launched, everyone's like, this is a really strange form factor. What is this all about? Dual screen device. Is it a phone? Is it a tablet? Uh, no folding screen, a hinge and two designated displays. Well, simultaneously, the Xbox group was working on the game streaming mm. service, xCloud app. And now they've merged the two with a dual screen setup on the Surface Duo, which is a phone, an Android device. But when you're running xCloud now, uh, uh, mm. for certain supported games, I think there's about 50 at the moment, you will get a controller-like interface on the bottom portion with touch input as opposed to your typical mobile game, which your controls are overlaid onto the video itself. Mm-hmm. And it gets crammed in there. And so now, if anybody out there owns the Surface Duo, they're kind of happy. They're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I got this one extra. Now, they're saying it it kind of turns it into a Nintendo 3DS, but with Xbox games. I mean, sort of. You fold it over, you fit in your pocket, you pop it out, and you have... Oh, and by the way, it's dynamic controls. So they'll change when you go into menu systems or between different games. If you load up, like, Gears of War or something, it'll be distinctive mm. controls for each individual game with all of their own layout and lots of space, including touch-based joysticks. You can see a demo here from Tom Warren. Uh, yeah, if you just move forward, you can see he's able to maneuver his character with the uh, touch-based joystick input. Oh, the UI changes. Yeah, the, exactly, depending on the game. And so they have a tremendous amount of control here, right? Because it's Xbox, but then they've got the device, and presumably this would be supported on other dual display devices if they were to exist. So I'm curious if you could just, could you just run dual display mode on something like a Fold from Samsung and mm. get you might get a similar experience, I don't know. But this is a true dual screen, so it actually works out really nicely over here. Uh, Microsoft has steadily been adding touch controls to more than 50 games in recent months. Sea of Thieves, Gears 5, Minecraft Dungeons... Uh, there's a whole list of all 50 titles that currently support it. They could ex- uh, expand that, but they're, uh, you know, they're working with their variety of different areas that they have expertise, you know, combining things here, maybe providing a little bit of new life to the Surface Duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one, Will, but apparently Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, maybe even YouTube on the chopping bo- block in India. Oh. <laughs> Did you see this one? No. Uh so the government put out some new the government of India put out some new guidelines for the behavior of social media apps, any app with a user base over a certain scale. They put out new guidelines as far as reporting is concerned and also the how the how those enterprises interact with the government. So they're saying you have to have a dedicated person if we need something taken down fast that's dangerous or whatever, mm-hmm. we, we got to have somebody exclusive that we reach out to. You need to have whatever. It's just a s- systems for 
interfacing with the government that they want, that the government wants. And they put a timeline on these new rules. They said these new rules are going to go into effect. What did they say? May 25th? Uh, yeah, May to accept the oh, three-month uh, deadline. They gave them three months by the, the Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology gave these huge corporations three months to accept the guidelines, which ends today, the yeah. time that we're filming this. And so far, they haven't accepted the guidelines. I think Facebook said they're going to, but I don't think the other ones did. Facebook, of course, that encompasses Instagram, WhatsApp, et cetera. But I don't think they, they've accepted it. I think they said they plan on it. Many of the others said, we need more time. Chill out. We got protocols. We got users. Mm. They were seeking an extension of up to six months, but now people are panicking. In fact, I was tagged on some tweets today from the uh, Indian fan base. They were saying, uh, you know, I'm going to miss you on Twitter. So I'm like, whoa, wait, what? What's going on here? I don't think that this is actually going to happen. For the record, I'm sure they're going to sort something out. It's way too many users that would be impacted. In fact, although India was that place that they cut ties with TikTok mm -hmm. and they, the user base was there. So maybe if there's a place it could happen, that could be it. But this might just be too many. I don't know. When you're talking about let me let me just give you some of the numbers on on how many users for each of these apps. So WhatsApp has uh, 530 million users in India. YouTube has 448 million users. Facebook, 410 million users. Instagram, 21 million users. And actually, Twitter is at the bottom of that with, uh, what is that? 17.5 million. I'm having to do the conversion in my head because these are common terms used for numbers in India. Mm. Crore and lock. You guys don't know anything about this. Like, you can't tell me what 60 lock users is. You can't tell me that. Or 1.75 crore, if I'm even saying that correctly. Google can. That's that's the only reason I knew. I Googled <laughs> it up because I had keep kept seeing those terms frequently so i looked it up so yeah it's a uh, one crore is 10 million yes yeah and uh one lock is a hundred thousand oh there you go you gotta stay up on it will yeah. keep it together anyway so that's just too many users for me. you can't cancel all these things all at once uh the people are yeah. going to be a little bit upset about that so we'll have to wait and see who they they might make an example though maybe they'd be like all right we're not gonna cut all you but uh you know, Twitter, you're done. And then the other ones are like, whoa, they really did it. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how concerned people actually are, but I guess it's a threat at the moment and uh, the deadline is nearing. Here's one more from India. Indian couple holds mid-air wedding to escape COVID restrictions. <laughs> Some about that doesn't seem like the best idea. Seem a little risky. Uh, apparently... They chartered a plane to hold this mid-air wedding with 160 guests because oh. there was a 50-guest limit to gatherings because they had the new... On land. Look at this in, craziness. In and it's very tight on a plane. I don't know if you guys have ever been on a plane before, but you can tell in this photo it's very oh. tight as well. So it's a little bit... Uh, make you a little bit nervous. The state of Tamil Nadu, where the flight was said to have originated recently imposed tougher restrictions limiting weddings to 50 guests. India's Aviation Authority has launched an investigation into this 
according to reports. You can play a little bit of it. Should be fine. But you can see his packed house. And you still got the camera guy. Mm-hmm. You got the gloves on. You got to capture the moment here as well. He's got the video camera going. But uh, it's, I mean, it's a difficult one. It's a, it's a Boeing 737, by the way. It's a, it's a tough one because, you know, in India, the Indian wedding is a big deal, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a big deal everywhere, but. Some of those, some of it can be a huge event. It yes. can be multiple days. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ah, you can get together with 50 people. And they're like, what do you mean, man? This is the most important day and this and that. But it is kind of wild to pack a plane and do it in the air. That's yeah. another level to it. Got to do what you got to do. Oh, or not. Or not, Well, No, no. You could wait. Now, I guess you can't. Maybe you don't want to wait. What I don't if know. it's like... A year, two years. What? The restrictions? Yeah. Wouldn't you look to something else, though, before a plane? Like, I don't know, a boat where you could spread out a little more? I mean, it's tight in there. They got a, they're in the middle of something pretty intense right now, as far as I can understand it. Uh, well, as far as COVID's concerned, I'm saying. This is not the first, I guess, right? Airplane? Been, yeah, airplane wedding. Well, I don't know. It's the first I've ever seen. Oh. Well, maybe they, they'll win an award or something. <laughs> Uh, dude, I think they're going to be investigated right now. They're not winning anything. The, <laughs> oh, okay. the authorities are looking for them right now. No, well, you asked me like if there's like a decision whether to go like boat or plane. Maybe they just wanted to win an award. I don't know. Or do something that's just completely different. Dude, they're saying yeah. right over here that they strictly did it to to get away from the 50, 50 guest limit. They they, I mean, that's right. the report seems to indicate they knew what they were doing. It wasn't. The plane only existed as an opportunity to oh. get up into into the air, and so that they couldn't sure. be. Oh, yeah, okay. Technically, they skirted the uh, rules. No, what, I guess what because airspace would they? No, they're in Indian airspace, but it, flights, I guess, are still happening. So it's you're right. They found a way around it by the looks of it, because flights are still happening. You can charter a plane. And if you fill the plane that you chartered, well, do you, yeah, you certainly have more than 50 guests because planes are bigger than 50 people. But I don't know. I assume some people are going to be upset with this, those that are uh, following the rules hmm. and watching something like that will be upset with that. But like I said, it's a, it's quite the extent to go to. Yep. 30,000 feet. Speaking of planes, check out China's new H 20 strategic bomber. Able to strike second island chain. Looks like a it looks like a stealth bomber. Apparently, it's going to be able to go longer distances, carry some payload. Uh, maximum takeoff weight of two hundred tons with a payload of forty five tons. But it will be flying at subsonic speed. So they uh, apparently in the design of this thing prioritized range over speed, so it could go longer distances. And, of course, uh, if you were wondering, it's expected to uh, potentially fire four powerful hypersonic stealth cruise missiles. If that makes you... Feel, uh, that, I know it's, it's weird things that make you feel warm and fuzzy, Will. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, that looks pretty cool. No? People say it looks a lot like a stealth bomber, a Stealth right? bomber, yeah. Yeah, it looks a lot like a stealth bomber. But that's some pretty advanced tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, this means it could threaten U.S. assets and interest in the Asia-Pacific. If the aircraft becomes operational, it has the potential to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. 
reaching places like Japan, Guam, and the Philippines. These are important strategic uh, locations for U.S. military bases. And uh, an intercontinental fighter with a capacity that would expand its reach far beyond the country's seaboard. I think this thing can carry nukes as well. I'm pretty sure. Did I read that? Got to be in there somewhere. Mm, dark gray radar absorbent material. Hmm. I'm going to do a control F on nuke. Clear. Oh, there we go. Previous reports had said that the H-20 would be equipped with nuclear and conventional missiles. Hmm. So... Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a yeah. No. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be out for a little while. Building these things is hard. I don't know when this one's going to hit the air. By the end of the 2020s, they say. Mm. So it's tough to develop these things. Yeah. I mean, when you start reading about like aircraft carriers and all the military vehicles and equipment, it's like, it's tough stuff to build. Mm -hmm. You guys seem super comfy on this topic, by the way. <laughs> no, it just... Uh, Thing goes, yeah. Well, it, goes, mm -hmm. <laughs> it just reminds me of um, the, UFO, the UFO stuff. Easy! <laughs> See how nervous Whoa! I am talking about this? Holy it's all cow! Yeah. Vin? The UFOs? Vin, get me, let me out of here, Vin! Let me out of here, Vin. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, UFO sightings recently. And uh, I don't know, like these could potentially be part of them, right? Like these objects that are just in space and de uh, detected by the Navy. Yeah. No? Well, uh, undetectable. What are you saying? That, oh, you're saying that these vehicles are already out there? They could be just for like experimental. I thing. know, but the video just to test the radars or something. The clips that you're seeing out there, uh, those vehicles are not following the the laws of typical aircraft, any known aircraft. The physics, yeah, of it, right? yeah, nothing even close. So it wouldn't be something like this. But these are designed to be radar resistant. Well, yeah, but uh, they're tr they're not traveling at some unreasonable unbelievable speed this this one actually is uh, subsonic they were saying so it's not mm. it's traveling below the speed of sound anyway yeah I like I like seeing UFOs. you I like seeing you super comfy like this Will yeah it's a I good time I love it uh, this guy's not super comfy anymore this uh, criminal was actually apprehended based on this photo right here that's how they got him. He's holding a mature blue Stilton cheese. He apparently has a love for such a thing. And he was using an encrypted messaging platform by the name of EncroChat, which the police infiltrated. He was selling narcotics and uh, what was it? Like heroin and there were other ones in there. Went under the handle Toffee Force. Oh, there we go. Heroin, cocaine, MDMA, ketamine. Bringing in large profits. But it was actually the photo he shared 
for his love of Stilton cheese that brought him down. Have now, you tried this cheese? I haven't. No. You? No, I'm curious though. Would you be willing to go to jail for such a cheese? <laughs> no. I mean, he didn't. That's not how it all. Actually, can either of you, by looking uh -huh. at this photo, tell me why he was apprehended or how this impacted him? Based on this photo, yeah. he was caught. Right? Supposedly. Yeah. Um. It's just for the for those that are just listening, it's a hunk of cheese with the label still on it. And his he's taking fingers a photo. Are there his fingerprint? You can You wanna know something will you wanna know something Willie do? Oh. You never cease to amaze me. What? You go from the last story ramble fest uh. to hitting the nail square on the head here. You're exactly right. Is it the fingerprint? It is. You can't really see it though. So I think the photo here is is not the original. Like it, whatever. It's low res. It's crap. Mm. Because there's no way you're getting a fingerprint off this photo. Mm. I'm guessing the original has more detail. But apparently they were able to match fingerprints. Then skeptical. I'm skeptical too. No, I'm not skeptical. I mean, well, you kind of semi. Uh, Lived through that recently. Huh? What? <laughs> Did you just call me a criminal? <laughs> no, the air tag. Uh, oh, well, no, no. This is his actual what? finger. My fingers are all over the internet. Are you nuts? My hands are in every video. I would see why, 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 what reason you couldn't. If the picture was high resolution enough, what reason you couldn't. Well, in his, in his case, they had to create a match, right? They had to match the account that was selling the narcotics to a human. Yeah. Now, normally you wouldn't have a picture of your hand on your account if you're doing criminal activity. And so then when they are researching or investigating individuals who are on the app doing the criminal behavior, they would say, okay, we believe it's this guy, but how can we prove it? Man, so he shared this picture on social media trying to mm -hmm. show off to cheese people. And <laughs> or maybe well, maybe he was just sending a message to his wife, this is the one, pick this one up. Like, I need a whole case of this stuff. Wow, you don't that's know. private. No, this but, was an encrypted messaging platform that the cops... Oh. Cracked into. Mm. But this was the identifier that like, oh, that is your account because that's your hand. Well, there's three fingers to identify. So there's evidence there. Enough evidence, apparently. After infiltrating the EncroChat network last summer, police used a photo of Stewart's hand holding his beloved Stilton to visually analyze his palm and fingerprints. This analysis led to his identification and subsequent conviction. He got 13 years in prison. And probably wouldn't have without that photo. It would have been hard to pin it. But they don't say exactly where... Oh, EncroChat? EncroChat, yeah. I said that. Uh, that was the name of the app. I think it's been shut down now, but... Look at... I mean, it's a pretty wild story. Well, hold on. If I what send a, turn a picture... Of of, you can make a Netflix mystery around it. But if I, if I have a picture sent via WhatsApp... That's including right. Including my... I, I mean, they're... I think you'd have to get like warrants and stuff to access. So. What have you been sending on WhatsApp, then? No, nothing. Uh, hmm. No. You just gave them some ideas to get some warrants, then. No. That's what you just said. 
No, I'm set legally by law. Like I, I thought the the defense lawyer for this guy. I don't don't you have some type of argument? And well, I don't know how they uh, were able to gather. Well, it would have been the evidence, but yeah. Well, if they infiltrated it, then they were probably able to intercept the messages in between their uh, where they were intended. And we're they must have already been investigating users. him. Absolutely, they they're investigating. Some, yeah. Absolutely, they're investigating. I mean, the same thing happened with Silk Road, right? Early days, early crypto days, Silk Road. It was all about trying to tie anonymous accounts to actual humans. And anyone could say, that's not my account. And so they had to be working with IP addresses and trying to track things down, trace it. But the hardest part would be to pin it to an actual human. But if this wasn't this guy and they already had information indicating that it was, and then the, and then they're like, okay, he's saying it's not him, but then you got the Stilton. How are you talk your way out of the Stilton when your hand's all over the thing? That's a tough one in a, in a court of law in front of a jury. They're like, well, how, why is your hand on this account that was dealing with all the narcotics? What, how are you going to tie your way out of that one? Vince a criminal now? Well, he is because he's told me what he's been up to. He's indicating that what he's up to on WhatsApp. No, I'm just talking about uh, privacy and, you know. <laughs> the fact that you got irritated right there is also I'm a little curious. Oh, please. If talking about playoff hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what you say about playoff hockey, like you might get investigated for such a thing. Yeah. What's going on, playoff hockey? Uh, your Montreal <laughs> Canadiens are not looking too great right now, Ben. Cole Caulfield looks very good. I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Vince taking bets from all Leaf fans, even though they're up in the series. He's taking bets from mm. all Leaf fans. But he mostly wants Jack's money is what I've heard. <laughs> Study finds a good reason to limit young teens to an hour of gaming daily. They found a good reason. You know what the reason is? Mm. School. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in that? Well, that's what their study indicated. They said that a new study from Rutgers University answered the question, at least when it comes to young teens, no more than an hour daily on school days unless you want to risk your educational performance. Uh, well, young teens... Go ahead. Okay. You're very upset about this one. Oh, well, they can say that for anything, right? Social media, watching TV. Yeah, that's in the study as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Young... Well, why they link it to just video games? Uh, Well, I think that's a common activity for teenagers. Uh, like a common distraction away from schoolwork. They, they found uh, that... Uh, yeah, I should have waited. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're like, yeah, it's in the article. <laughs> it's all there. And that's usually the case, Well, <laughs> yeah. um, The findings come from the University's Center for Gambling Studies, which found that young teens who spend more than an hour a day online or playing video games, so there's your piece, mm. uh, for recreational purposes, were far more likely to have poor test scores and lower grades compared to peers who spent less than an hour online. Um, the data involved 10,000 middle schoolers who were surveyed as part of the China Education Panel survey. The results found that young teens who were using these devices for recreation four or more hours daily were also four times more likely to skip school. Moderate use, however, during the week 
uh, meaning less than an hour a day, was found to result in less boredom during school. Hmm. So less than an hour a day, good for you. Four hours or more, bad for you, as far as school is concerned. Now, if you want to go on to become a professional gamer or whatever, you have other plans outside of school, then I guess maybe you don't care that much. I don't know how that's going to work out for most people, but they drew this correlation. I don't feel like it's that much of a surprise. I mean, four plus hours a day of video games while you're also in school, it's quite a bit, no? On a weekday? Mm-hmm. Because you're at school from like eight or nine till three or four. And, and then, then you got to do homework. And you got to eat at some point. You got to eat. And you got to find four to five hours to put into games or online. Mm. It's pretty high commitment level Mm -hmm. but again not everybody has the same ambitions there's a lot of people working in this gaming business a few dollars in this gaming business nowadays sure and you know maybe there's a different path people can take to get there i don't remember how much i was playing video games when i was in school but probably too much more than four hours (laughs) (laughs) no really was i Every day? Every weekday? Not every day. No, I don't know. You would keep it to the weekend or something. Maybe more of it. I'm not sure what I was doing. Who remembers any of this stuff? Who played more games? You or Vin? Lou. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably me. Yeah. I used to I used to play a lot more games. Than, I mean, I don't... Nowadays, it's, a, it's, it's not like it was. But... And I definitely skipped school to play games. That happened, too. But it was like the dumbest games as well. I used to skip school to play uh, Tiger Woods Golf yeah. on Mul- Xbox, the original Xbox. Multiplayer? Local multiplayer. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember skipping school to play uh, NFL Blitz. Oh, yeah, I played that. Absolutely, That's I played so that. Fun. Yeah, absolutely, I played yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's Whatever. Time. Whatever. I, I don't know, man. Within reason. Sure, yeah. Do your thing. Live your life. I don't know. I don't know. Don't screw it up too bad, though. Don't screw yourself up too bad. I don't know. Here's some cool one. Blind man regains some vision. That's cool. I like this type of technology. When they're able to figure something like this out. He has the help of a light-sensing algal protein. It's like an algae. They inject it in your eye. And it's This is insane. I mean, when you hear this stuff, it's like... Uh, light sensing algal protein can now see this man can now see and touch objects with the help of those goggles those goggles he's wearing are actually just increasing his sensitivity level to light they're kind of like an amplifier Mm. but ultimately what's doing the work is this uh this injection now it's important to note he doesn't see the world the way you see the world it's still he can't see faces and it's a very uh rudimentary type of vision to him and to the researchers, it's a huge deal. If you don't see, go from not seeing anything, he can see the lines in the road now. Like simple shapes? Simple shapes and contrast and things like that. He doesn't, the way he describes it in the video, he doesn't even really see it. He, he refers to it more like a vibration almost. It's very interesting. Wow. But uh, even though it's not the type of vision people dream of, it's a big step. That's from Jean Bennett of... University of Pennsylvania, who's working on his gene therapy for blindness. He wasn't involved in this study. Uh, Listen to this. 
scientists add the gene for a light-sensitive protein called an opsin from algae or bacteria and then shine a light on the cell to trigger the opsin to change shape, which switches the neuron's activity on or off. It was developed 20 years ago. Optogenetics has mostly been used as a tool to study brain circuitry in animals up until now, but researchers hope it can one day treat diseases such as Parkinson's and blindness. So patients in the study of uh, this clinical trial have an inherited disease called retinitis pigmentosa. They lost their retinal photoreceptor cells that use human opsins to turn light into electrical signals relayed to the brain, but their eyes still have the ganglion cells that route these signals to the brain via the optic nerve. It means patients can potentially gain vision by giving these cells a microbial opsin. When this experiment first started, the individual in the study could sense light but could not distinguish shapes. He received the injection in his worst eye, and it was a harmless virus in the in injection called an adeno-associated virus. It carried the gene for an opsin from algae. Man, you imagine working on this type of thing? We just put these articles together. Vin goes to Subway. He goes on WhatsApp. He talks about the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and then this guy's over here. He's injecting algae. They're like, we're just going to take this algae over here. Eyes. In the form of a virus. Yeah. We're going to hit the eyeball real quick. We're going to stick these goggles on. And guess what? You're going to see shapes for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I'm getting. Feel so underachieved. That's oh. right. You should. Getting tired hmm? hearing about. The... <laughs> Or th hearing about what I think to be that amount of work. Well, and also the, the risk factor involved, the number of trials and studies. And, and then you have the human element, which is here's a person, a 58-year-old man who uh, began going blind 40 years ago. He got a lot mm. of lines, very emotional, and you're trying to help out, but you don't want to get people's hopes up too much. And then you see this uh, slight improvement, and it's, it can be very rewarding type of work when it works out and of course the implications long term are pretty massive uh hey, so what 20 years you put something on and you can see perfectly again if you're blind well here's the thing but, the what they had been working on a lot was uh, alternative means to achieve something similar through implants and more invasive strategies Th what's interesting about this one is it's actually kind of simple by comparison this uh, this injection natural uh, <laughs> organic <laughs> kind of mm. kind of so it would mean likely greater access if they can find a way to make it work better as opposed to some of the more uh advanced technology approaches mm -hmm. the implants and such so anyway kind of cool little story there i like those type of technologies man what can i say mm. <laughs> Oh, Will. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. Oh, my God. How did I almost forget? That was my last How story. Holy cow. I almost forgot. Okay. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you did not go anywhere as I pushed my microphone away because the most important part of the show is what's happening right now. And... It's insane that I almost forgot because of how important it is. I know I told you at the beginning of the show, I gave you a little precursor. It has been so long. It is the most requested segment which only seems to happen every so often but you are lucky enough to be here at this moment 
in this minute of time in the universe that you are have set yourself up to experience. You've set yourself up to experience the most entertaining, the most interesting, the most provocative segment on the entire internet. It only comes from one man, and it only comes when that one man feels the need to lay it upon you. That man is Willie Do, and the segment is called the Wild Card Round. And today it ain't a single barrel shotgun, it's a double barrel shotgun. He claims to be able to knock your socks off. And he will proceed without me because I cannot get in the way when he fires that blast. He will proceed without me. Well, you can still sit here. As he tackles... You don't have to go. The Willie Do Wild Card Round. Uh, well, this one comes from TikTok here. And uh, apparently the voices can be changed. And this autogen voice is apparently going to change uh, because... The person who did it is actually filing a lawsuit against TikTok. So, I don't know, being like a TikTok user, um, the autogen voice is pretty popular. But here's the new TikTok voice, which I think is a little bit uh, friendlier. But let's just check it out. But it's worthy. Luckily, Grammarly can help. What happened to text to speech? She sounds like the Grammarly lady. Why so excited? This sentence is grammatically correct, but it's worthy. Luckily, Grammarly can help. So it's somewhat the same. It's a bit autonomous, but uh, a little bit more cheerful. But uh, maybe this will be coming up in your TikTok feed soon. So there you go. You got something to say? Wait a second. What are we talking about here? The autogen voice. Got, so it so they got they got sued by the original autogen voice. They didn't have clearance to use that. No, apparently they didn't. So that um, seems like a, a kind of a for a company that scale to just yeah. And every oops. Other, every other TikTok use like pretty much uses this autogen voice. And this, wow! Uh, oh, the actor. Yes. She's been doing it just for, like, um... This is a doozy. She never agreed to work <laughs> with the company. They just started using her voice. That's out of control. Mm -hmm. What does she get paid for that? What is that settlement? Nice. I, my, my voice is on all these super famous TikToks, and I, and I never agreed to it. Mm -hmm. So she's mad. <laughs> that is a massive settlement. I got higher mil. The lawsuit concerns the English language voice used in North America. Videos made prior to the change still feature the old tone. Yeah, do they delete? Does TikTok have to go in and delete all these users' videos that were using that woman's voice? Or maybe some sort of like algorithm that just changes it to the new voice? But, well, uh, apparently, according to this article, that isn't the case. It hasn't been changed yeah. on the old content. Yeah, so look out for it. Yeah, that new voice is terrifying, by the way. Yeah. 
It's yeah, all, it's, yeah. It's very uh, oh, up and down, artificial. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, I mean, it only has one tone to it. Can I adjust the tone? No. <laughs> really? No, it's. What if that doesn't suit just... the mood of my thing, though? Still. Play it they again. Might, they might add more voices. Play it though. again, real quick. Grammatically correct, but it's worthy. It's worthy. Luckily, Grammarly can help. It gets what a little glitchy. She sounds That's like it. the Grammarly lady. Why so excited? This sentence is grammatically There's correct. There's a bit of a yell there worthy. too. Why? Why would they not have multiple voice options depending on the mood of the thing? They, well, after this, uh, they probably will. Okay. Like male, female. I think you got to add a few different options there. That's yeah. my feeling on the thing. But I don't. I'm not a TikTok user, so whatever. Listen to Willie do. He knows better. Uh, the other article is uh, about John Cena. I saw him on Twitter and he's trending. Apparently, he speaks very fluent Mandarin. And it was because he uh, he was promoting Fast and Furious? Fast 9? Whatever the new Fast Furious movie is. And he called Taiwan a country. And apparently... Uh, China wasn't too happy about that. So I I was more surprised on the actual Did you just call clip. Taiwan a country, Will? Uh yeah, I'm getting canceled. <laughs> um, but here's a clip. Hold on here. <laughs> I was completely <laughs> surprised. Man, he nailed it. They're like, you're in the middle of a controversy in mainland China. And he's like, oh, no problem. He's like, no problem, I'll fix it right now. Uh, so this blew up on Weibo um, in China and apparently the way that he apologized is um, he didn't mention Taiwan like him saying Taiwan is a country and uh, they were really upset about this apology so I don't know what's going to happen but uh, they're upset at the apology as well. Yes. Jeez. Because he didn't talk about the fact that he, you know, uh, about well, what he said. Yeah. Um, he was just kind of profusely apologizing in this clip. And uh, yeah. So they wanted more. So, so people he, wanted more specific. Yes. They wanted words. They wanted certain words. Yeah. Well, you can get a, you can get a, uh, a type out of the uh, someone did a translation just the words uh, he, he says I mean it's uh, you know like very 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 sorry and uh, I mean this is if I if you go to Wikipedia right now it says Taiwan yeah I <laughs> officially the Republic of China is a country in East Asia neighboring countries include PRC yeah I mean Come I on, give the guy a give too. the guy a break. I mean, what is he supposed to know about the extensive history here and sensitivities? He's he's a uh, he can speak Mandarin. Okay, that's pretty cool. 
But G- give me the dollar figure if China cancels Fast and Furious Nine. No, or I th- whatever. I actually is. think it already it, did well. What is it? Fast and Furious Nine. Well, I think they it, all. I don't know if it's out yet. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. In oh, China. It is? Yeah, yeah, I think they, it crushed already. Like a couple hundred mil. Yeah, 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 mil wait, am I? Fast and Furious Nine F Nine is yes. that? Yeah. What? Yeah, John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. You got Vin Diesel, who's often yeah. compared to this Vin right here. Oh. I don't know if you knew that. Uncanny. You got Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, John Cena, Jordana Brewster, Natalie Emanuel, Sung Kang, Michael Rooker, Helen Mirren, Kurt Russell, and Charlize Theron. That's who you got. I mean, things go quick in China. If, 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 the word is stop seeing it, then that's it. It's a drop off. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. China box office. Let's see. No, I, I feel like there were yeah, 135 there's, million. Yeah, there's probably over another, the weekend. There's probably another two, three, four hundred million to be made, though. Two, three, four hundred. Wow. How long, how long has it been out? Fast and Furious 9 dominating China box office. This weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, there's hundreds of millions left. Still, they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, F9 that, clocks 163 million. In that early franchise auction. does really well there. They love the fast. It's easy. There's no, you don't have to talk. It's cars and it you, translates. You got cars. Yeah. It's easy. Racing. Yeah. Things World. go fast in China. That's what Vin said. Yeah. Even Fast Nine goes fast in China. But I'm saying go see his movie. If you, if you like the fast cars and you were into it before, his uh his comment i mean come on it's uh give him a break yes he came on with the mandarin as well that was the most surprising at least Jeez. to me but yeah he comes on with the mandarin 